Welcome back. This is Andrew. And this is Emma. And we're from EmmalineBride.com. And our show is called Getting Married with Emmeline Bride. That's right. So we're so excited to be talking to you this week. And we're going to be talking about... Budget. That's right. Budget. It's a scary It's a scary word. Nobody likes to talk about budget. Not a single soul. No. And everybody knows when you're planning your wedding, it is expensive. There's that, costs everywhere. Everywhere. And, and that's where we want to help you save money. Yes. We're going to help you through it. It's really not as hard as you might think. And we'll show you exactly where to allocate your funds. That's right. The most expensive part of your budget is going to be your wedding venue. It's known that your wedding venue cost is going to be at least 50% of your budget. It's guaranteed. Yeah. And if you underestimate that, you're just going to end up adding it on later. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So your venue is going to be the most expensive thing taking up your budget. It is. But it's kind of a good thing because that's where all of the fun happens. That's right. It's the most important thing. Yeah. Food, drink. Dancing. Yep. Your guests enjoying themselves. Yes, which is the most important part. That's right. So food and drink are two of the big things. And hey, why shouldn't you splurge on them, right? With drink, there's two ways to go. There's open bar and closed bar. If you'd like to save money, closed bar is a good way to go. Basically with that M, you would say that you'd hand out a ticket first. Right. Each guest would get a ticket. They bring the ticket up to redeem one drink. And that keeps your cost way down. That's right. And after that, basically, they pay out of pocket per drink. It's a good way to maybe make sure that your party doesn't get too far out of control. It also saves you money at the end of the day. Another way you can go, though, is an open bar. It's a fantastic way to go. We did open bar for our wedding. We did. And I, most, of the, most of the weddings we've been to have been open bar. Yeah, and it's. I think people choose it because it's one thing guests don't have to think about at all. That's right. They just go up, they get a drink, bring it to their table done that's right and you have to remember that most of your guests all of them are probably bringing you some sort of gift more than likely it's going to be a cash gift so they're essentially in a large way paying for their meal and paying for the bar tab so with the largest cost being your wedding venue of course that's going to be all related to the size of your wedding if you're going to have a small wedding the venue is going to be a smaller could be a smaller portion of your wedding cost if you're going to have a larger wedding let's say over 100 people Food and drink is going to be a huge cost of that and the venue itself. So the next biggest cost of your wedding after venue is going to probably be photography or and videography. Right. Do you want photos or do you want photos and video? That's right. A lot of people just do photos alone and that's a good way to go. And photos are really precious to people. So there's a wide range of photographers. They can go anywhere from maybe you've got a family friend who you think is, who you kind of rely on to do it. You may pay them a small amount of money or as we would say, and what you should do is go with a professional photographer. Those prices can range anywhere from 1500 to $5,000. And honestly, it's money well spent. The other thing to consider if you want to cut down on your budget for photography and videography is limit the amount of time that they're there. That's right. So if you want to have full day coverage, you're going to pay for full day coverage. Right. If you're going to have them there for the big things, the ceremony, the reception. Yes. Then you'll pay a little bit less, perhaps. Yeah, that's right. You can probably customize. You may be able to customize with your wedding photographer four to six hours of coverage. And one thing you could do is you could get just all of your images on a disc and maybe they would customize maybe like 10 images for you. But... That is also a great way to save money versus going and getting a book and um, getting a lot of extra features that are going to cost you money. They're nice little things, but if you're looking to save money, your photo is on a disc and maybe a couple 
customly edit, edited photos are a great way to go. Right. Yeah. And you do, if photos are important to you, you want to spend the amount of money you can afford for a photographer that will do a great job. That's right. So another thing you may be interested in is a videographer. Normally when we think about videography and weddings, we think about uh, someone's uncle just kind of capturing the event. That's what we had. That's right. That's right. Your uncle got the ceremony. He did. He got... Did he get the reception? He did. He got some of the reception. He got the reception. Okay, right. And that that was a great thing and it was perfect. But today it's, it's changed quite a bit. You can have someone do that and you can pay them to do that or there's something like cinematic films. So you can hire a videographer who's going to put together a whole cinematic film. It looks fantastic. We have several great vendors who do it. And basically, essentially, your wedding becomes a movie. It is very cool. They weren't really doing it around the no. time we got married. This was 2008. Yeah. Um, but if they were, I would have definitely gotten one. Yeah. If you look at these wedding videos, you'll be blown away. And if you've, if you've got the money or you see the value in it, mm-hmm. I would recommend doing it. I know. There's... I wish we had done something like that at our wedding if we had known about it. Yeah. And again, your your photos you're gonna look at you're gonna look back at them and it is money well spent. Um, even if you've got to find a professional photographer who's on the lower end, and that's something you can certainly find. Or if you want to get the best one there is, go for it. Go for it. You're gonna spend extra money on it. Yep. And another tip: if you're considering a photographer, a good way to get a good feel of how they work and interact with you and the quality of their images is to get engagement photos. And you get an afternoon where you get photos taken, and those photos can be used later on your Save the Date cards. That's right. Which is really fun. It is fun. So the next thing we'd like to talk about in your wedding budget is... Decorations, flowers, and favors. Now, I like to lump them all into one because I feel like if you break them up, it feels very overwhelming. You're thinking, oh my gosh, I have decorations, and I have flowers, and I have favors. But you know what? They all kind of work together because I'll tell you. Flowers are a must-have. You need bouquets for yourself and the bridesmaids, boutonnieres for the groomsmen and the fathers, corsages for the mothers, and petals for the flower girl. In addition to that, you need centerpiece decorations. Whether you go with flowers is up to you. It also looks very nice, and everything feels very pulled together when you use flowers for your centerpieces. You'll want flowers at your ceremony, but keep in mind, the flowers at your ceremony can also be transferred to your reception site and used as additional decorations. All the things that people see right when they walk in that are going to make them think of your wedding. So you walk in, you have, an, you have maybe a welcome sign, you have table linens, and you have napkins, and you have table runners and centerpieces. These are all the things that are encompassed in decorations. Now, don't get overwhelmed because we'll be walking you through all these things later. Just know that this stuff will maybe add up a little so they're a big part of your budget. Yeah, they can be a big big part of your budget, but another thing is is you have full control over how much you spend on them. Good point. That's right. I and that's that. that's really one of the big things cuz you can't really control as much the cost of the venue, the cost of maybe a photographer, or videographer, but this is one thing decorations you really can control the cost of. And uh, we planned a wedding for uh, friends of ours and this was one one part where we could make things look really 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 good. But we didn't have to go overboard with cost. We were able to save money. And it looked fantastic. It did. 
Another big thing, M, is flowers. They're a cost, right? Right. Now, I talked about that a little in decorations, but flowers are a big cost because weddings are synonymous with flowers. You want flowers everywhere. You want a really big bridal bouquet and you want your bridesmaids to carry very nice bouquets themselves. You want everything to match and you want everything to look really nice. Now, I have a good question. What's your question? There's real flowers and there are fake flowers. Yes. As a guy, I honestly am unsure. Can you save money going with fake flowers versus real? You can save money, but I think it depends very much on what you're looking for. Do people really go with fake flowers at all? I mean, real flowers, you know they're going to look great. Fake flowers, are they usable? The thing about flowers that gets people is the fact that you spend so much money and then you throw them away. So I could definitely see. Yeah, I could see where that's a big thing where fake flowers are. Yeah. So one area that we we do see a lot of brides using fake flowers is their own bouquet, which you would think, why would the bride use fake flowers in her own bouquet? And that's because she can save it forever. Yeah, that's true. And there are a lot of cool fake bouquets out there on Etsy. Yeah, and the way that fake bouquets used to look versus the way they look today is like worlds apart. The bouquets today, they rival real flowers. Like some of these artists that we work with have clay flowers that are crazy gorgeous. Yeah. I want one for my desk, but I didn't even know they existed. And it lasts forever. And I could see that as being a big selling point. Yeah, so some brides are doing, you know, a fake bouquet for themselves and their bridesmaids. Real boutonnieres don't really cost much. Yeah. So I would just say go with the real thing. And corsages... Those aren't too expensive. No. But centerpieces. Yeah, now, you have control yeah. over the cost of your centerpieces with florals because you can decide how big you want them to be. That's, yep. In the grand scheme of it, guests aren't going to notice how big or how small the centerpiece is. They're going to notice, can I talk to the person across the table from me? And can I have a nice conversation with them? And I like that because there are a lot yeah. of wedding photos you can see out there. People spend a lot of money on, on flower centerpieces and they can obstruct the view of the people they'd be talking with across right. the table. And I got to say, personally, I'm more of a fan of smaller flowers as centerpieces that look really good. They're spread out in the center of the table versus really something really tall and taking up the visual of the room right. or the table itself. Okay, now question for you. Yeah. Now, non-floral centerpieces are kind of a big trend right now. Yes. And that's because, obviously, people don't want to buy something that gets thrown away. And I do I do like that. Now, I don't think you need to go with fake flowers necessarily. In our friend's wedding that we did plan, we found these really cool trees at Target. And it was during Christmas season, and they were very cool LED trees. Yes. So we found one or two. We pitched them to them as being really great centerpieces. They bought a bunch online, and honestly, they turned out fantastic. They're reusable for forever. You can yeah. give them to your, your, your guests as gifts or certain guests, and that was a great way to go because yeah. it's not something that's going to die. Right. And, and the cost was probably underneath the cost of flowers. They were probably about 20 bucks a piece. They were. And the fact that they used batteries was yeah. perfect. We turned them on before the reception. We covered the bottoms in burlap, and then we tied them with a ribbon. But they really fit the November feeling of their wedding. Right. So real flowers versus something something fake or artificial is an idea. So non-floral is okay. You don't have to go with flowers for your centerpiece. There's other options, too. Some brides are choosing to do plants. Succulents is a big deal right now. Um, Candlelight. Any centerpiece you choose, you should add candles to it. It just looks fantastic. We'll go into centerpieces in depth later. But right now, we're going to move on to the next part of the budget, your music. So the next cost you're going to be looking at is your disc jockey, your music. There's a bunch of different ways to go here. 
most people are going to go with uh, a DJ, and that's that's a great thing. I mean, the music is really the life of the party. It's something I really enjoyed picking out as the guy when planning our wedding. I think most guys do. I think most gals do, do too, right? Yeah, I did like picking out a few of my favorite songs. Yeah, and that's really something fun and, and personal. And DJs can range anywhere from probably 500, if it's someone you know, a friend, to anywhere from probably 1,500 or more, depending where you're where you're looking at. Yeah, and depending if you're adding anything to it. That's right, like lighting. There's some uplighting you can yeah. add, stuff like that. But really the most important thing, I mean, the music is one of the most important things for the life of your party. You really trust the DJ and their ability to basically be the speaker at your wedding. They're running the party. They're running the party at the reception. So, so you can sit back and enjoy yourself. That's right. So it really is money well spent um, finding someone you can trust. And the good thing is you'll get to go ahead and hear them. They should be able to pitch you on their wedding expertise or their DJ skills. Exactly. Yeah. And, and they're going to be the speaker. They're going to be the announcer. Master your, of ceremony. At your wedding reception. And that's that's a big deal. So it's money well spent. Um, and that's something that's enjoyable. And yeah. that's cool. And if you're not considering a DJ, you can also consider a band. People do go with bands too. Those mostly larger weddings to some degree will, will go with bands. Right. Yeah. And it's also a fun a fun alternative. It is a fun alternative. It's very cool. And that's yeah. a great way to go too. Bands are going to be obviously more expensive than just a single DJ. Right. Right. Um, but it's... A different feeling too. If you want to throw, a, if you want it to have a different feeling, a really large wedding, a really powerful, really unique. That's a band. Yeah, band is a great way to go. That's right. Or a DJ is a great way to go too. Or a DJ is that's also right. a great way to go. I like both. <laughs> so the next thing on the budget is transportation. That's right. Are you going to go with a party bus, a limousine, <laughs> maybe a fancy sports car? Maybe that's that would be fun. That's right. I think we've seen that all. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're having a big wedding party, you need to consider a huge party bus. From here, you're looking anywhere between five and 1500 for a cost, right? Right. And transportation is really the time between the ceremony to the reception venue. If you're going to have guests come in from out of town and they're staying at a hotel, you might want to consider a shuttle bus to pick them up and bring them to the ceremony or reception. But that'll be an extra cost. And after transportation, what's next on the list, Andrew? Your, your wedding cake. Oh, your wedding cake. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, wedding cake. Okay, before I tell you about the budget for wedding cake, please do me a favor. Go on every cake tasting possible. Yes. Because honestly, when else in your life are you going to go to places and they hand you free cake? So if there's a <laughs> wedding show, is that something they would do at a like, wedding show? Yeah, wedding show would have some. And you can also call bakeries and tell them you're you know, considering for wedding cakes. Yeah. And, and so and what would what you they, say is the cost of like a, a wedding cake? It's going to depend on how many tiers you have. Okay. If I remember correctly, our cake was about 300. Okay. Did we have three tiers? We had three tiers. Okay. So maybe about 100 a tier. Now you know what they did though. Right. We had three tiers and then they did a huge sheet cake in the back. Yeah. That's a great way to go. I think you mm-hmm. can save money going yeah. the sheet cake route. I would definitely say go yeah. that route too. And now that's cut in the back. Nobody knows it's a sheet cake. It has the same makings of the tiered cake, and they bring it out to guests. No one knows. And I love that. And I like the way the three-tiered cake looked because I literally ripped out a page from Bride's Magazine or something and gave it to her and was like, I want this cake. Right. And so she recreated it, and then the rest was sheet cake. So you get the great look of having your wedding cake, right. but then you get the cost savings of having them make sheet cake, right. bringing it to the wedding reception, and then they cut it out and serve it to your guests, and 
Your guests could care less other than it tastes fantastic. Yeah, as long as it tastes good, no one cares. And there's coffee flowing. That's right. Yes. Now, the other two things to think about with your cake is your cake plate or stand and your cake server. You don't have to go out and buy a fancy cake server unless you really want one because your reception venue will likely offer you one to rent or for free. And the other thing is a cake stand. Most places will already have a cake stand, but if there's a special one in your family you want to use or there's one you want to buy at like some cool place. Yeah, like you have a theme. One. Maybe you've yeah. got a theme for your wedding. Maybe yeah. it's it's woodsy or it's rustic. And you might want like, like a like a wood slab. Something cool. And then add in a little bit for a cake topper because that's always a fun idea. That's right. So another cost you're going to have to consider is wedding attire. So that would be the bride's dress, jewelry, yes. shoes. Yes. Emma, what do you think? The dress. Oh, this is where you want to spend a little bit more if you really love the dress. But You had a beautiful dress. Well, thank you. I loved it. And it's funny how they always say like, oh, you'll know when you try it on and then you try on a bunch and you're like, I'm never going to know. And then when you're just like, oh, okay, now I get it. And that's a really fun thing to look forward to, right? Picking up the dress. What was really fun too is I didn't look at the tags. I just tried on dresses according to like how they looked. When I found the one, it ended up being like way less expensive than I thought it would be. Wow, that's that's crazy. I know. I think sometimes too, it it makes you not even want to try on certain styles because you're like, well, it's... And then a wedding veil. I mean, every bride's going with a veil, right? You're either going with a wedding veil or what they call a wedding veil alternative, which is kind of a new thing where you either wear like a flower in your hair, like a flower, like a like a handmade wedding flower accessory, or you're wearing um, a veil that's slightly different, like a birdcage veil, which is more vintage, or you're even going with like um, hair vines. Which are really fun. That sounds really cool. Really cool. Yeah, they're very like boho. They're very in right now. Or hairpins. And veils is still number one. I would say most brides are still going with veils. And then shoes, right? You want to wear heels that you can actually walk in. So now, heels (laughs) heels for the ceremony, right? But then you want something comfortable for the reception. Exactly. You probably want heels because, as my seamstress told me, you get the look of a bride as you're walking down the aisle if you're wearing... If you're wearing heels, you tend to walk slower. You have a greater presence. So you should definitely get a heel, though, that's small enough to walk comfortably. But a low heel is nice. It gives you just like a little bit of that height and that little bit of that extra look. Of, yeah, you, you, def- walking down you the definitely aisle. don't want to be falling over at your no. own wedding, right? No, and when you wear flats, you tend to kind of like walk faster and walk a little differently. You want that elegance of a, of a, of a heel. Of so a if heel. You, so if you can wear heels, I recommend it. However, yes to the flats when you get out of the ceremony. Yeah, you get to buy yourself <laughs> a nice pair of flats for the ceremony. Get a good pair of flats, yeah. Or go, go cheap and just something comfortable. And then after the ceremony, you should get yourself a great pair of flats to wear to the reception. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many brides, they they take their shoes off. And it's not even the fact that they took their heels off to dance. It's that their feet hurt because you wore them too long. That's right. Because you yeah. can't really wear in your bridal shoes too much because you're not going to wear them and get them dirty before that, the big day. That would be painful. So treat yourself to a pair of nice flats. Yes, definitely. You would know. Where's a great place to find... Flats. I know we've worked with a couple companies before. Yeah. There's Dr. Scholl's has these fast flats, which are really great. You can, they like fold up into a little clutch so you can carry them with you. And they're, they're really inexpensive and they're really comfortable. Where do they have those? On Amazon. Oh, nice. Yeah. Just if you go to our website, if you type in um, wedding flats or I think the other one is um, comfortable wedding shoes, I did this huge blog post on comfortable wedding shoes and I still love all of them. 
and you should check that out because even all of the heels that we recommend on that blog post are like really comfortable and they look great and there's flats there too great oh another cool thing we've seen before we're getting into converse shoes oh my gosh yes okay there's this wedding there's a shop on etsy called b street shoes and blake he designs these awesome their vans or their converse there's other brands he does too but oh my gosh the the custom vans he makes are insane like the backs of them say like misses and then on one side and then the other shoe says like your new last name so you can totally be comfortable while you're walking down the aisle. It's very cool. Yeah. That that could be a good way to go, too. Another big thing with uh, wedding attire is going to be groom's tux. Now, cool thing about this is... I hand this to Andrew. That's right. <laughs> your, your groomsmen, who you've already selected, who are going to be standing up in your wedding. The great thing is, I think if you hit three to four groomsmen, normally the, the groom's tux is thrown in for free. Ooh. So that is... That's awesome. That's a big uh, savings. A big savings. Yeah. Other than that, I think shoes might also be put in for free. A uh, guy also might have his own shoes, or hey, he buys a quality pair of, uh, of of shoes for his wedding. The groom stuff should be free. I mean, you're bringing in all these groomsmen. They're paying all the rental fees. That's might right. as well get a free tux. That's right. And then, of course, your groomsmen and bridesmaids have to cover their own costs or should cover their own costs. Right, Em? Right. The groomsmen and the bridesmaids cover the own costs of their attire, which could include a suit or a tux which is rental or they buy, as well as a bridesmaid's dress. So that's nice. You don't have to worry about that in your budget. They cover that cost. The next two things you have to consider are the flower girl or the ring bearer. Now, the flower girl dress is usually paid for by the bride and groom, as well as the ring bearer suit is paid for by the bride and groom. It's up to you which way you want to go. I think it's a nice gesture to, you know, to cover that cost because they're standing up in your wedding. You can find a flower girl dress at any bridal shop. They usually have at least one rack of really cute dresses. And if not there, you can go on Etsy and they have amazing finds. There's tutus and there's cotton dresses. Anything you could want is on Etsy. For the ring bearer. It's really simple. It is really simple. It's just a little suit or a little tuxedo for the guy you've got being the ring bearer. You can probably find a suit um, at any major retailer or you can go to a suit or tuxedo place another cost you may have is your ceremony now emma and i got married at a church it's catholic church and so we had to give a, a small amount of money normally they'll tell you what it is right and it covered cost of renting the space for the wedding right the music and the officiant to the church is a nonprofit, so you're helping them out but really i mean it's well worth the money spent Obviously, we got married in Michigan. That's where we're from. But I know the cost could be different. Let's say if you're in New York, the cost might be like $1,500. So there's a significant scale depending on where your ceremony is going to be. You may end up getting married outside and your cost for a ceremony may be nothing. Right, exactly. It may be included in your venue cost if you're getting married outside at your venue. Right, or like our friends where we planned their wedding recently where they got married inside their venue for their reception. So it was all included. So they had the ceremony, and then it took about 10 minutes, and they cleared out the ceremony and set up for the reception. So it was all at one place. Right. So it's a good thing to know that there may be a cost um, with where you want to have your ceremony at. If you want to have it at a church, there's going to be a cost. If you're going to have it outside somewhere at a park or a venue, there may be a cost, or it may be included in in the cost of the venue itself. Right. And your main cost for your ceremony will be your officiant, the person who marries you. Next on our list of budget is the ring. 
Right. And that's so cool. So you've already gotten your engagement ring. And I'm sure it's wonderful. So now wedding bands. You're going to pick out wedding bands. You can go simple or you can go very elegant. There's so many different options out there today. It's great. And there's another. this is another thing where you have total control over. Right. If you want to spend $50, spend $50. If you want to spend $1,000, spend $1,000. It's totally up to you. Right. You've got gold. You've got silver. You've got white gold. You've got wood in some cases. Titanium. Titanium. Tungsten. Tungsten. Silicone. You've got a lot of different <laughs> options and cost is, yeah, it's another thing you can control. It's, right. it's great. It really is. Yeah. Now for us, we were, I mean, I was pretty simple. He said, what kind of band do you want? He was willing to buy whatever band I wanted. Right. And I said, I just want a solid white gold band. Yep, and, and I believe I got white gold too. Yeah. And the cool thing is we got them inscribed too, which is really nice. Yeah, so you can get them to say something special inside. Yeah, and again, this was this was 2008, so we actually got them online at that, that time. We did, yeah. You went with... Or, um, Blue we, Nile. Yeah, Blue Nile. We went to Blue, Blue Nile. Blue Nile, and then uh, my wedding band came from another website. Yeah. And they did a fantastic job on it. But they did. That, that is the cool thing with wedding with wedding bands. It's a lot of fun. It's something you can do together, pick out together, and really customize. Mm-hmm. And then to inscribe them too was um, was really cool. Yeah. And, and it's been about 10 years now and our rings look fantastic. Yeah, they really do. So, I mean, you just want something that's going to last. Yeah. So another cost is stationary. Oh, stationary. That's like invitations, save the dates, and a, a lot of miscellaneous things for your day of. And this is another cost that you can really control. You can go with something really elaborate for stationary or something more simple. So first decide if you want to send save the dates. They're a nice way to give kind of your guests a heads up on when the date is and the general location. So for invitations, you're going to want to start looking online. You can look at various places like on Etsy. I've seen them on... Minted, Minted. Right? I've seen them on um, basicinvite.com. On Etsy, you can find anything you can imagine. And you can customize it, right? You can have the artist customize your invitations? Oh, totally customized. Okay. Every every place I've listed is totally customized. Try Minted. They have some really great designs. Some new designs that just came out last week. And then I know um, Basic Invite also is totally customizable. And they have... Um, you can now print on wood. It's very cool. Oh, that is very cool. Yeah. Obviously with stationery too, the great thing is you can control the cost. When you do buy invitations, you might want to also consider other stationary things at the same time because you'll save on shipping and you'll have it all taken care of all at once. So what other stationary items are you talking about? The other ones would be table numbers, place cards, programs for your ceremony, and menus if you're thinking of doing menus. Now that we've covered your budget... Let's talk about something that you might not have thought. Hidden costs. If you want my advice, don't go with square invitations. They cost way more in postage. If you're doing save the dates, go with postcards. They will save you a ton of money in postage. That's a really good idea. And you might also, if you're looking to save money on postage, skip invitations with multi-layer cards or unique shapes because those have to be hand-canceled by the post office and they end up costing you more in money on postage. Now, another cost I'm wondering would be good to tell people is um, day of coordination. If you're going with a with an event planner or wedding planner, that's something you can talk to them about. If you're not, if you're planning your own wedding, it is something your parents or someone isn't going to get there early enough to help set up for your wedding, or you're not going to be able to do it. Uh, this is someone you may want to hire. They can be setting up for you, and you don't have to send your mom. You can just enjoy the day and let it all get set up for you. Right. And that's a day of coordinator, right? Yeah. And it's a great cost. The other thing about day of coordinator that's great is that if something comes up, 
they can handle it and you don't even have to know about it. So back to the, the hidden costs, another thing to consider your wedding dress. When you're buying your wedding dress, make sure you find out if your seamstress fees are included. Your alterations should be included at most bridal shops, but if not, just find out just to be sure. The biggest, I think the best advice to give on wedding budget is the two of you should talk it over and decide what is the most important part of your wedding and where do you want to spend the money? That's right. And a lot of these things within your budget are really customizable and you really can save a lot of money. Some things are really fixed, like the wedding venue, other than choosing how many people you want to come. But a lot of the other things you can really save money on. And that's really a big factor. It's a big deal. It's going to be a cost. It's going to be an yeah. expense. But work within your own means. Okay, so now we covered budget and we want to talk to you about what's on the blog this week at Emmeline Bride. So yeah, we've got a lot of great things. Yeah, so before you go, make sure you check out the blog at emmelinebride.com. And this week we talked about, first of all, we have an Instagram giveaway. Awesome. And it's a ring dish that has misses in it. It's really cute. Check us out on instagram.com slash emmelinebride to enter. Another thing we talked about is a huge how-to about save-the-date wording. So if you're wondering how to word your save the dates, where to order them, how many you need. I covered everything on there. Just check out emmelinebride.com. It's on the homepage. And last but not least, the other thing we covered was 50 best wedding favors of 2019 under $5. Incredible. Isn't that crazy? So crazy. So we found like 50 of them, actually 54, because I can never stay to a number. I always keep <laughs> adding. <laughs> I always add more. By the time you check it out in like a month, I'll have 75. But 50 best, and it's a mix of crazy handmade finds, like these little soaps, so beautifully made and wrapped and customized. You definitely have to look at it. Awesome. It's really, really cool stuff. So definitely check it out and enter the giveaway. Yes, and there's another giveaway going on now as well, and it's a pair of ear climber earrings, and they're really cool. They're from Jorgensen Studio. Check them out emmelinebride.com slash wedding giveaways. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even Pinterest. So thanks for listening as we talk to you about your wedding budget. We hope to answer some questions for you. If you think of anything we didn't cover here, leave them in the comments or feel free to email us at info at We read every single email that comes in and oh my God, we love hearing from you guys. So keep them coming. That's right. And be sure to listen next week because we'll have new shows for you. So signing off, this is Andrew. And this is Emma. From emmelinebride.com. Getting married with Emmeline Bride. See you next week.